0: Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Other People. I'm your host, Catherine Diane. Today we're exploring summertime and the weight of memory. But before we get into it, I'd like to explain just what we're doing here. The silly little radio show is about the people who share the world with you and I, about the thoughts that we all have, that we come back to again and again, but can't find the opportunity to share, and hear the thoughts of others. It's an experiment in overcoming depression and the disconnect that comes with it, because it's harder to feel alone when people want to share parts of themselves with you as a stranger, and then uh, share yourself with them as well. Every episode I'll be sharing pieces of answers to questions and conversations from people around the world exploring various topics, and then my own writing on it as well. This podcast was heavily inspired by the one-topic, multiple-story format of This American Life, which I've been on a kick of listening to lately. I wanted to do something similar, one that recaptures the feeling of there's all kinds of people out there, and most are just like me, that I get when I listen to it. It's my goal to make people feel understood in a way that I don't think we get to experience very often, like being truly seen and heard. Thanks for tuning in for this first episode, and I hope you feel a little less alone after listening. The platonic ideal of summer for me is the one I had after freshman year of high school. I spent those months with my sister who moved back home that year. We're 11 years apart, and I was glad to spend the time getting close to my cool older sister. Every song I hear from that time period reminds me of beach days, of bright blue evenings, of the specific stomach-heavy feeling that I get whenever I think of the past. There's Too Much Love by Bell and Sebastian is from that ideal summer, laying in my bed watching and rewatching The Way He Looks, a movie about a blind boy falling in love with his best friend. Other songs double me over with nostalgia, too. My best friend and I listened to Sit Next to Me by Foster the People while sitting on a picnic table, watching the stars, and I fought every urge to hold her hand because the fear of betraying her by being in love was scarier than never getting a chance to kiss her at all. The summer I moved into my own apartment, I listened to Our House by Phantom Planet and danced in my very own living room with the windows wide open. I felt so strong and capable then, less fragile than I do now, especially since I had to move back in with family. Anyways, if you're interested in listening to the songs mentioned here, I have a spotify playlist linked in the description of this video. There are other songs from my summers as well in there. I hope you find your own song that will knock you over with melancholy in a few years. There's something gut-turning about time I'm always moving forward. The specific weight of memory in summer is always the heaviest. It reminds me of high school, that I could never go back in time and experience those specific feelings again and I would never want to go back. It would just be nice to have the option, or to have somewhere to put down these feelings, to be either able to relieve or to relive. Thank you for your time so far. going to get into the responses from the public, like, and all of our conversations for this episode today were sourced from users on Reddit on the subreddits meet, people, and Lonely. First one, this person's platonic ideal of self-summer was also the summer between freshman and sophomore year. And I guess being 15 really does stick with you forever. Summer is an interesting time of year to me. Personally, I've experienced the highest highs and lowest lows during the summer. As of recent, though, it has been a fairly depressing season, which is generally not what it's supposed to be. As I get older, summertime just reminds me of how lonely I've become. In my younger days, summer meant more time to spend with friends and than just be a kid. But now that I'm in my mid-twenties and started my adult life, I find that summer provides way too much time for me to reflect on all the negatives I've experienced in life and how far I've drifted from the people in it. I would say the year that was the most ideal summer for me would be 2013. It was the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of high school. A lot has changed for me since that summer. I definitely had a much more naive perception and understanding of the world, especially in regards to my relationship with others. I think a lot of people probably share the same thing, where at one point we tried to be people-pleasers to gain friendship status or whatever it may be, but as I got older I learned to be more authentic with myself and the way I present to other people. I also noticed that compared to my worldview back then, the way I see things now are a lot more cynical. I believe it's a result of life experiences I've had since then and growing pains in general. And I definitely (laughs) agree with them. It's easier to accept who you are once you've gotten to spend more time with yourself and I'm currently growing out of my people-pleasing habits. It feels selfish, but isn't anything selfish when you really sit down and think about it and twist it over and over again inside your head like shuffling a Rubik's Cube? This answer comes from another user who agrees with me that the summer of 2016 was the last ideal summer. Well, when I think of summer, I think of friends, family, and fun. The summer I would consider my ideal would have to be summer of 2016. summer right before my freshman year of high school. That summer I remember being at my best friend's house for most of the days. We would play video games and listen to new music that had come out. I think it was so much fun because we were going on to the best next part of our lives and we were excited. High school is not the best part of anyone's life. I hear a lot of people say summer 2016 was the best. I guess it was something in the air. I've noticed things have changed since then. In the world, it feels like people are not as unified as they used to be, whether that be political views or just people's beliefs. I mean, COVID hit since then, and that's affected pretty much everyone. In my personal life, I feel as though I have matured a lot, and I'm definitely not the same person I was in 2016. I definitely had some hurdles I had to overcome, which shaped who I am now. I'd say I've grown mentally and emotionally for sure, just learning to control my emotions more and even understand them. I used to have horrible anger problems, and I'd let little things bother me. But now I realize when it's happening, and I'm able to keep my emotions under control. This next response is a longer one, all from the same Reddit user. If you're listening, um, I'm so grateful for you um, for helping pad out my runtime. Summer, to me, as a kid, was all about fun. Video games and friends and pool parties for three months straight, no homework, nothing to worry about. The 90s were a fun time to grow up. Now I'm 37, and summer has faded into the background noise of daily life for the most part. It used to be about freedom as a kid, but as an adult, we don't tend to have those kinds of releases unless we go on vacation or take time off work. When I think about it, it can make me sad, but it's also comforting, like many things are. Sad, but comforting. Sad that I might not have the freedom I once had, but also comforting in that while I might have had to sacrifice that freedom as I got older... I know that I've made it to this summer and will make it again to the next one. It makes for a good reason to keep going. I remember the summer I went to church camp at 12 years old. It was in West Texas in the gorge of the Palo Duro Canyon. It was called Seta Canyon, and it was there that I met my first girlfriend, Heather. We would sneak kisses at night, hold hands out of the eye line of counselors, anything and everything to keep seeing one another. It was young love. Our week at church camp came to an end, and we tried to keep in touch, but we couldn't pull it off. The long-distance bills added up and pissed off my parents enough for them to cut me off, but I still wonder about her from time to time. It was the summer I discovered love, and that for me made it more valuable than any other. If I could go back to the past mistakes I've made, would I fix them? That's both a yes and a no. Yes, because I could save myself a lot of heartache. I could help myself be a better person from the get-go. I could warm myself away from stumbling blocks and have an easier life. But then I would have never known that those decisions, both beautiful and harmful, were mistakes in the first place if I had to grow up without them. That's why I say no. Having a harder life taught me compassion. It taught me to love others because you don't know what they've been through. It taught me to forgive more because it's often been me that needed forgiveness. It also taught me patience because so many times I've needed patience from others when dealing with my own missteps. If I had to choose, I would say no. It wouldn't be the man I am today without my mistakes. My memories still weigh heavily on me. I have been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder from a particularly rough time in my life, and I take medication for it 15 years after the fact. My mistakes weigh me down sometimes, sometimes just with anxiety slash depression, sometimes with nightmares. It's all a part of PTSD. But, and let me stress this clearly, it has yet to defeat me. It has slowed me, but it hasn't stopped me. To any others out there that might be in the same boat as me, what happened to you is wrong, but the takeaway is that the fact that it affected you deeply enough, the scar, shows that you have a kind enough soul to realize that it was wrong, and you can still be kind after the fact. Your heart may have shrunk a size, grown some armor, been kicked around and beaten down, but it can still be full, so let it be full. Fill your heart as much as possible. Our next story is my personal favorite, because it reminds me of a personal essay or a little story in a memoir. Summer, to me, is the best season to enjoy. My platonic ideal of summer was back two years ago when I went to Vegas with my ex, and we had the best outing of our lives. It was our first time going to Vegas, just me and her, and it was the best. Stayed in the pool all day, went out at night, and explored all the hotels. While there, we went to the m M&M and store, and I got myself a large Reese's peanut butter cup to take home. When we were going back home, the weather was about 107 degrees, driving down the highway. So we started thinking about how we were going to save the cups. We noticed a gas station and we bought a small foam ice chest and some ice. We ended up calling that ice chest our hero for saving the day. Once we got home, we set that foam ice chest aside as a memory of how things can go bad if it gets too hot. I would go back in the past and change everything about myself. If I could, I would forget about my past. My memories bring me down a lot. I want to forget about my past. And it always seems the heaviest moments come from knowing there's someone in them you'll never see again. I'm... I'm very sorry. Our last story is from someone sharing what memory has shaped them the most, and it's a fun one. It's making me picture a bunch of adults dumping eighth graders into the brutal Alaska wilderness, uh, giving them a pat on the back and saying, Go get him, tiger, before leaving them the reenact Lord of the Plies. My heaviest memory, I think, is when I went rafting for a week, living on what we could catch from the water, rowing through the nights when I was 14. It was really hard to get home and really hard work to survive in the nature. I did it because it was a rite of passage at my boarding school and I learned a lot. First, that even if I'm exhausted, hungry, bleeding, and without sanitation, electricity, or hot water, I can do anything I want if I do it right. Second, that true friendships are like a sword. They are born in unbearable fire under the strokes of a hammer." I think growth is inherently uncomfortable, and this really showcases that, which I thought was a good note to close out on because this show represents a lot of growth for me. I spent all of high school mostly alone and terrified of rejection, and I used to be unable to leave the house because I was scared of being judged. I'm still scared, and the anxiety is overwhelming still sometimes, but I've decided to stop waiting around for it to go away because now I think it never will, but I can learn to live with it like a shitty roommate. I spent so long being so scared of other people when really they're just like me. They just want to share themselves with the world and be understood by others. Our next episode is going to be on grief and loss and I'll see you then. Um, in the meantime, send your thoughts anonymously on our website theotherpeoplepodcast.com. Comment or DM us on our Instagram at otherpeople.fm and that's F as in Frank, M as in Mary. Shoot us an email um, otherpeoplepod at gmail.com or join us at our Discord server linked on the website or leave a comment here if you're listening on YouTube. For format of replies, I'd love something personal essay styled or stream of consciousness because those give me a ton to work with. I'm looking forward to hearing from people again, and I definitely appreciate the honesty and vulnerability that I got in those responses. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you later.